Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have Brittany Gray Yadav on the show. She is founder of Visible. It's a content marketing agency helping entrepreneurs and startups become more visible in search engines. She's also founder of Influence Hers, which is, I'm going to read this so I don't make any mistakes, a platform celebrating women of color, influencing positive change and creating opportunities to do so around the world. She is also a mindfulness coach. And basically, I need to hire you for so many. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for Thank coming. You. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, sorry, I'm just going to turn this to silent. So I don't. Okay, there we go. All right. So today, you are obviously a woman of purpose and business, but we're not going to talk too much about that. We're going to talk instead about your marriage. Fun. <laughs> yes. You ready? Does your husband know that you're here? He does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He knows. He knows. And yeah, we're a team. So yeah, he's supportive of everything I do. So. That's good. It seems like it because I saw that he'll jump into like TikToks and reels with you. <laughs> like that is a supportive husband when I see that. Yes, but I would like to emphasize like I do not force him to like jump in these because I have like so my friends all know that my husband's like a really I won't say a serious businessman, but he's always working. Everybody knows it. Uh, AJ is always on a call or like just doing something. So like our last reel, they're like, oh, it's so like, uh, like my cousin, the people that know him, like, you know, very intimately, they're like, yeah, so I see that AJ helped you out with the video. He got in. I'm sure he went right back to work after that. And I'm like, no, actually, he wanted to be in this video. And then when he realized that it wasn't about him, he walked away. Ah! So everybody thought that was like hilarious that like he just walked away. But they thought my like the people that know him thought yeah. he was just walking away because he had something to do but i'm like no this just wasn't about him so he wasn't interested <laughs> that's so cute yeah yeah so i did a little bit of instagram snooping this is how i'm formulating my questions today and you two have been together for a long time over 10 years yeah a long time that's amazing so you must have met pretty young then yeah yeah we met when we were 23 okay 20. so okay. Um, yeah we're both 34 now so 11 years later oh my gosh how did you meet so we met online on a dating app which one okay cupid Amazing. Old yeah. Yeah. Old, Old school. school. Yeah, yeah. So it was like my first time like using a dating app ever. And my last time I met him and I was like, okay, one and done. Pretty oh my good. Gosh, odds. that's really lucky. Yeah, yeah. I think we both got really lucky. Cause I mean, I mean that back then that was two thousand and eleven. So, you know, it wasn't like a big thing. I just had a friend that was like, Hey, you know, I I, tr I tried it out and I've been on a few dates with some guys, they haven't been bad. And I was like, Ah, you know, I'm in New York City, it's hard enough dating out here, so why not try it out? And so I met him and we just became really good friends and it kind of just like blossomed organically. Okay, so you started off, it was friends at first? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, we went on a date, but I wouldn't say it was like this intense, romantic, like, you know, like uncontrollable, like attraction. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, let's go on a date. Uh, you know, I really enjoy talking to him. He's very interesting. I mean, I think that our values align and things like that. So let's just like go out and have some fun. And, you know, that's what we did. But yeah, I guess there was a little bit of, you know, interest in like the romantic thing, but that wasn't so intense in the beginning. It was just like, you know, let's see what happens. Got it. So at 23, were you thinking about values matching and things like that? Or is it now looking back, you're like, okay, this is why I liked hanging out with them? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think so. Yeah. And I think like it, 
maybe it wasn't so conscious, you know, but unconsciously, I definitely thought, okay, this is somebody who you, I connect to, you know, and the things that he talks about, like, as far, as far as like his family and, you know, his work and his dreams, those are things that align with things that I'm really interested in and, you know, that are really important to me. So, so yeah, it might have been kind of surface level things at the time, but it's still, yeah, I was thinking about those things, I would say for sure. Okay. He works in tech, right? Yes. Were you working in both working in tech back then? No, not at all. Oh, Complete no. opposite. Yeah. So I was actually working in the music industry. I originally was working at an entertainment law firm and okay. I was like interning. And I, okay. so I was like kind of doing the double thing, like, you know, cocktail waitressing and interning because I thought that's really what I wanted to do, either go into entertainment law or be like a music manager or something like that because okay. that's what my degree was in music business and public relations so that's what I was doing so yeah complete opposite worlds but I think that was also kind of intriguing you know like totally different than you know what I was familiar with his work and his career so I think that was like kind of not necessarily opposites attracting but there was something that I could learn from him and I yeah. thought that was really like you know exciting and intriguing. Yes. Did you find it refreshing at all? Like were a lot of people you hung out with in the entertainment industry? Yeah. So in some sense do you find it refreshing when it's not that? Because I, I feel that sometimes I mean living in LA you just there's a lot of creative people which is very inspiring but sometimes my family's from the Bay Area they live in Silicon Valley but I'm like this is really cool what people do up here. Yeah. They're so smart. Yeah. And it's it, it's just different. It's different. I mean, for me, definitely, I think hanging out with, I love like just to learn from people, I think. So hanging out with different types of people who had different, you know, interests and, and careers. I just, I love it. I'm not like one of those people just only hangs out with a certain type of people. I've never been that way, actually. So That's, yeah. This is true because you've traveled a lot by yourself, right? Yeah. Going to South America, Southeast Asia. How many years did you spend traveling by yourself? So a year. I took oh, a year year, year mm -hmm. away from work and I did like a solo year travel. And yeah, I visited like 15 countries in that year. And it was an amazing time. So glad that I did it. That's yeah. amazing. Did anything prompt that? Yeah, you know, I think that I was kind of like in this weird place that so many of us go through in our 20s of like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm not happy with my career. At that time, I had kind of transitioned out of like the music industry. I was working on a music magazine and that kind of like led me into like digital marketing and advertising. So I started working at an advertising agency. And for the first year, you know, it was really exciting. Again, learned something new. But then I think like the whole corporate world, I guess, would you consider advertising agency corporate kind of we worked for a large corporation so okay. yeah you kind of just felt like a number I didn't feel really valued and I wasn't really passionate about what I was doing so I was like I don't really know what I want to do but I do know that I'm really interested in travel Instagram and everything I think like before I never thought that it was just like something that I could just do by myself and that was going to be safe and you know all that but I think that just looking at Instagram it inspired me so much seeing other women go out there I'm like hey like this, these places are safe they're, they're not like you know all the things that you hear from people like totally. you know you go overseas you go to this country and you got to be careful and they do this to women they do that totally untrue when I actually went out there and experienced it for myself yes. but definitely like social media played a part in me being inspired and feeling actually you know the courage to go out there and do it myself was this before you met AJ or after? Um, no, this was during. During? Uh, so yeah. You, you had started dating already. Yeah, yeah. So this was when I was 27. So at that point, we had been dating for uh, four years. Okay. Yeah. So this was like 2015 when I went on the trip. We technically kind of like took a little break. 
Okay. An unofficial break, <laughs> I think. And, you know, that was one of the big learning things for us is that, like, when I took that year, you know, I just really had to... We were both in, I think, a time trying to figure out and really kind of focused on ourselves. And, you know, he was like, you know, building the startup and he was consumed with that. And that's what he was passionate about. I didn't really know what I was passionate about or what I wanted to do, but I knew that I didn't want to just sit around and tweet on my thumbs and just be like somebody's like, you know, girlfriend. And I just had to make a decision. I'm like, this is something I really want to do. I don't think I'm ever going to get the chance to do it again, because marriage will come eventually. And hopefully kids hasn't come yet. But I'm, you know, hoping I just know those things were coming down and you know, in the future. So I was like, it's either now or never. So yeah, you know, I told him I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I don't think he believed me at first. He he, he actually said he didn't believe I was gonna do it. <laughs> and then when I finally did, it was like, Oh, wow, like you're really going. But you know, the thing is, like, I definitely like looked at it as a solo thing. But you know, I was like, well, I would like you to be able to come, you know, visit and experience some of this as well. But the truth is, we were just at two different places in our lives. And it's hard because, you know, you're with somebody. So you're like, you know, what do you do? So yeah, I went to travel by myself. And I think that it should be normalized that you feel like you need to take a break or there's this expectations like, oh, if you don't want to do everything together, like there's something wrong. Yeah. But that's like you're dealing with two individuals and especially if you value growth and things exactly. like that, it's not going to be aligned all the time. And that's okay. Did you feel safe? Like, did you have a feeling that you and him would get back together? So the thing is, we never technically officially broke up it was kind of just one of those things like okay well i'm going here so technically we're not together you know yeah. which i will say like in hindsight it was one of the things where we definitely should have kind of established like the boundaries and kind of like the whatever it was gonna be and i don't think we did that it was just kind of like we're apart you're doing this you're in your career but i did I, I didn't feel like we were completely like splitting up for sure. You know, it was like still so much connection and everything there. And like I said, he would come visit, um, but it was difficult, you know. So I think that just looking back, it was one of those things where like, yeah, I, I didn't really know what was going to happen. I just was hoping for the best. Yes. <laughs> Like uh, all of us, right? You know, and I think we have to take those chances, especially in like, you know, your 20s, like just realizing like you're growing and you're, you know, expanding and evolving. And I think I see so many people that have so many regrets. Like, I wish I would have did this in my 20s. I wish I would have did that. Mm -hmm. I don't have any regrets. That's I did amazing. everything that I felt like I needed to do. And I definitely suffered maybe like some, I guess, let me not say repercussion. I feel like that's a, such a strong word, but I do feel like there were things that I had to deal with in coming back after I made that decision for myself that I said, don't regret. I had to, you know, face some of those like, okay, well, you made this decision to leave. So now you're back and you have to deal with things that happen while you were gone, okay. you know? <laughs> and how were you two communicating about those things? During the time. During the time and after. And after, yeah. During the time, I don't think we communicated really at all much. I think we were kind of just very naive that we were just separated, but we were still totally like, I guess, like, like everything was still the same with the relationship. But the truth is things had changed and we were both evolving yeah. and we were both evolving like as individuals. We just really didn't know. But I think that we tried to communicate 
as things were happening, but it was just difficult. So I think when we came back, that's when most of the communication happened and really having a lot of hard conversations of like, okay, well, this is what I want. And this is how I've changed or, you know, things that have happened, you know, while you're away, can we get through these things? Absolutely. I mean, a long-term relationship that is required because things are going to happen. Yeah. And forgiveness. I thought you did a post of like, you know, things you've learned being in a long-term relationship, forgiveness yeah. is absolutely necessary. It's something I've had to learn because I tend to hold on to things. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it just, it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. But um, that that's a part of it. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, I think that's like a pillar. It has to be a pillar of your relationship, forgiveness. And, and really just having the awareness that so many things within you as an individual, they have to be healed on an individual level for yeah. you to be the partner that you're supposed to be to somebody. Absolutely. You know? How is he with personal growth? Is he into it? He's totally into it now i mean definitely i'm more into it i'm the the one who wakes up every morning and does my meditation and i read and i actually love my alone time i consider myself like introverted extrovert like you know but i love my alone time so i wake up in the morning usually before he does and i make sure that like you know i focus on just doing these things that like fill me up and and so he I think he has a different type of like self-growth. I mean, he definitely loves to read, but it's he's not like me where he's going to sit down and probably read. There was was a time when he would do that, but I think that he realized like, well, this is not necessarily as natural to me as it is to you. So he likes audiobooks. He'll listen okay. to audiobooks and things like that. And I think that he's a really good listener now, so he will listen to because he's opened up and he has a level of awareness now to where I, he can connect with me on certain concepts and ideas and understandings. Particularly, one key thing in our relationship that we really had to look into was like childhood traumas and heal from those things. That has just like deepened our relationship so much to just understand like how those have influenced our unconscious actions in our relationships and the need to like get over those to become stronger as a couple. Um, so just having that level of awareness, you know, and that alignment makes it much easier for him to like, like for me to talk to him and him actually be interested and ask questions and learn from me. So maybe I'm like, yeah, like the teacher, uh, but I'm totally fine with that. You know, if I'm a good student. Yeah. You inspire him in this way. Yeah. I guess. I love that. Well, how would you, (laughs) because some women, actually, this was me as well. Like when I was diving into personal growth and I was dating, I was like, the guy has to be into personal growth already, you know? And at first I was like, it's a must. But then I realized, no, he just has to be open to it because yeah. no one has everything figured out yet. As long as he's open to it, I was okay with that. And that's Pete. He yeah. wasn't going to uh, Tony Robbins seminars already and, yeah. and all those things. Yeah. <laughs> we went to those before together, <laughs> me and him. <laughs> Let me tell you, he was in the crowd even more. Like, he was so excited. I had to look up and I was like, wow, you're really enjoying this, right? <laughs> the dance breaks. I mean, he had the best time. So like, that was cool to see. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's... It's, it, it's really lovely to see when they are open to it and have yeah. a curiosity for it. And I think just the willingness to take responsibility for, for sure. themselves, right? For is sure. Huge. Yeah. I think that's like one of the biggest things for sure. That actual responsibility and that um, understanding and awareness that they say, okay, like I need to change for me. Yeah. 
I need to be better for me. Yes. Not necessarily because Christine or Brittany wants me to, but before for me, because I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better partner, husband, yes. father, whatever it is. That's really like what you want to look for in a partner, that they have that desire. And they're taking some steps because, you know, like talk with no action is like, it's like, you know, yes. pointless. Yes. It's futile. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, that's the biggest thing is that des is that desire. And yeah. Okay. And your husband is Indian. Yeah. Culturally, was there a learning curve there? Like, did you grow up similar with similar family dynamics? Yeah. So no, we didn't. <laughs> Definitely culturally, like totally different. But, you know, that's one thing that I realized too. Like, I mean, I've always been very interested in learning different cultures. So it was maybe just natural. And I was able to just connect with him because I had that interest and that just like that, I guess that curiosity. Um, was always in me. I don't really know where it came from because I grew up in Detroit uh, by way of like Tennessee. So not not very diverse in those places. It's like either you get this or you get that. Um, but I just always had something in me, you know, that was curious. And so, yeah, I think it was the same with both of us. He came here when he was 17. Okay. So he was super young. And I mean, it was total culture shock for him. He yeah. knew English, but he didn't even really speak it well. He tells this funny story, like when he was in college, he didn't speak English well. So he ordered like the same sandwich like every day because oh. it's what he could say the best for him i think that we both just have this openness just to like explore and just put ourselves out there oh i love that well i saw you had multiple weddings and one okay. was in delhi yeah which is amazing and your dad yeah. flew out to that one and it was his first time traveling international which i thought was so sweet because that's a big step for someone to do travel internationally themselves later on in life yeah to out of all countries being international, like India is like, yeah. it's not the easiest place. To oh, my travel. God. Like, <laughs> that's the, like the biggest joke in the family. It's like, OK, this was the first international trip that he went on. This is like the biggest, like, you shock, know, shock. shock right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he loved it, too. And so maybe, yeah, like unconsciously, I didn't realize like, so my dad, he has this openness too. like he's not as exposed to so many things, but he's open. We have the best time. I mean, he would walk by and, you know, you think that some people would be like shocked or like, be judgy or whatever mm -hmm. my dad was just like oh wow so those people they just live right there and i'm like yeah dad that's you know or whatever just these he had a curiosity which i love but like not a judgmentalness or whatever so yeah. like he loved it he totally like took in everything and uh yeah i was really grateful to like see him there and i think that's the thing too just seeing your parents light up and that childlike thing yeah. you know igniting them that was so like fulfilling for me so sweet. Were you close with your dad growing up? Yeah, yeah, I was close. I'm, I am close with my dad. So like he raised me like throughout high school. So yeah, I just lived with him, like him and then his um, wife, my parents um, both got remarried. Okay. Very close with my dad. Do you think that that had an impact on who you would date and who you ended up choosing? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Are they similar? And they're very similar. Uh, but then they're very different in ways. And that's what I've realized. Like, so there are definitely, I think, these unconscious things that, like, attract you to your partner. Yeah. Definitely it's that familiarity that you have. Like, okay, like, there are things that remind me of my, of my dad. But there are also certain things that you're like, you know, I want actually something maybe different. Absolutely. That's yeah. nice that you had the awareness of that. Did you realize that after or after? after? Okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. A lot of reading, a lot of exploring. And yes, I think we grew up quite similarly because my parents, they split as well. And I chose to live with my dad throughout high school as well. And I didn't realize what a big impact that had on 
me and like who I am. Yeah. Because of that. Same exact thing. There was um like I wanted someone like kind of like my dad, but not completely. There yeah. was that, you know, like kind of like him. This yeah. feels really great, but then yeah. And for components. me, it was very unconscious. I didn't realize I was like kind of unconsciously seeking this sense of like maybe safety and security that I didn't have maybe earlier in my life. Not necessarily like when I lived with my dad, but earlier in life, you know, my parents had issues and kind of like some battles with substance abuse and things like that. So I think that as a child, there are many times that, which after now I've done the work, I'm like, you know, that was an unconscious need that I probably perpetuated, you know, or unconsciously sought after in a partner is like, make me feel safe, make me feel secure. And, you know, and really it's like, I had to do that work to make myself, you know, feel safe and secure. Like the partner is as well. I think there's certain things that they can do, like as far as like being emotionally, like, you know, available and just like understand empathetic um, to make you feel safe. But definitely the work had to come from me, like primarily. With the culture difference, what are some things that you had to learn to adjust to? Because with Indian families, I think, I guess similar to Chinese families, like they could be um, very compared to Western culture, like maybe overbearing, like everything is like about the group and the parents are very involved and yeah. they're right. right? <laughs> Was yeah. there any adjustment there? Yeah. So, you know, I always tell people and I mean, obviously, yeah, it is an intercultural relationship. So I always like I used to get the question a lot of like, oh, wow, like so his parents accepted you. And I'm like, you know what? Funny enough, they did. <laughs> I'm like, I never had that issue. So that's the right. like the time that he introduced me to his parents, they were very warm and welcoming to me. And um, I just always had a great experience. And I think that there probably was some type of level of like respect and appreciation for the fact that I was the person there that they they knew he had someone in the states okay in their absence that was kind of looking out and was like you know there for him mm -hmm. so I think that that probably trumped everything that probably could have cons been considered or maybe like you know something that you know like people other people might deal with I don't know that trumped everything else and so yeah from the you know very beginning I had a great relationship with his parents obviously not obviously let me see because like most of India like the so many like speak English it is like the second so many languages in India I don't even know but anyway so <laughs> most people speak English you know but his parents don't so that was definitely a little bit of difficult but it's so interesting to see how like spirit just connects to spirit and it just outweighs like you know any of the barriers that you you know might have like language barriers or anything else so like the times that I go to India like me and his mom we can't necessarily have a full conversation but we we feel the love you know and I speak a little bit of Hindi I can say some things and you know so I can ask and or either I'll get his sister to translate or something like that but you know you just feel the love and so yeah I think that as far as like cultural barriers that like the language was obviously something and then they do have a very yeah tight-knit close and family so that was something i had to like get used to right no, <laughs> no personal space no personal space no personal space like yeah like they they come to visit us and when i go there it's all like unit group things and yes. you know so i think that i appreciate that because i didn't really have that go growing up yeah. you know so i think that yeah i definitely love that but i also know that 
because it's not as natural to me. Sometimes I can get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so I just know that, you know, I just have to like sometimes separate myself or go like take a walk on my own or, you know, go to a separate room, do my meditation, recenter and just be like, okay, now I have filled myself up. Now I can give to everybody else and be in this group setting and not feel so like drained of my energy. <laughs> yes, especially if you're an introvert. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's that, that's me like I I've been to India a couple times and yeah it was an adjustment and I didn't want to come off as rude but I, I just really I was not used to it you know because in the states everything's so like individual people respect like I'm gonna go in another room yeah. and, and nap you know and that's not considered rude but even with like Chinese culture like mm -hmm. traveling with my family in a group when it's like all the uncles and cousins and one time we went to Vietnam and I remember feeling like I, I would just want to take a, a break, you know, yeah. can I not go? And my dad's like, don't do that. Like, that's considered rude. Yeah. He's like, you're here with the group. We're all going here. And I was just like, oh, I noticed that about myself, that it was coming up. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not used to this. Yeah. But it's really beautiful. They're really like about community. Like in the end, it's like, who was there for you? They do everything together. Oh, yeah. It's so lovely. Yeah. I mean, well, I just, you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would say, like, it's just funny. Yeah, like that. So that was probably one of those things that unconsciously really attracted and connected me to him was the fact that, like, because he comes from this very giving culture and family and, like, so selfless yes. to a fault sometime, you know? Yeah. Like, that was something that was totally opposite of what I was used to. Mm -hmm. So that was very just, like, endearing to me. And it was, like, one of probably one of the reasons I fell in love with him. He just, like always supported me and like my changing of like careers and you know like oh I want to go study you know law school okay let's figure it out let's do that you know and it was just always like very much so trying to like be there and be supportive so I really love that so yeah it's a balance now you know I just appreciate both sides were you always very confident with dating Ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we talk a little bit about before you met your husband? Um, because, I mean, talking to you now, I, you're a confident person. Did you have any patterns dating? Yeah, ooh, good question. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy because I think, like, I've been with him so long. I literally have to, like, draw my mind way yes. back really like far. early 20s. Early 20s, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we're, like, clubbing and stuff, right? Exactly. Like, a different show. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I feel like I've always been kind of, like, um, uh... I had like two serious relationships. Like I had one in high school. We were together like two years before I went to college. And then I went to college and got another relationship for two years. And, you know, then I had like a period from uh, my time graduating college to like moving to New York where, yeah, I dated, but I really was just like having fun. I wasn't thinking like I'm, I need to find my next husband or anything. Okay. Um. So I will say that um, as far as my like my patterns, yeah, I don't, I, I guess like, it's funny now because I feel like, you know, people, you hear people say like, especially when they've been married a long time, you date like different, like the same person and they like different versions of that person. So that's how I feel like now. Okay. Maybe. So like maybe instead of like having those patterns in other relationships, I've had those patterns dating my husband throughout our 11 years. Probably in the beginning, I was just like very just like needy. That was more of the connection of like, okay, validate me, make me feel like I'm important. Mm -hmm. 
because I never felt important before or like, you know, or I'm not confident in myself. So I need you speaking life into me all the time. And it wasn't always there because it's like he's a he's an individual and he's got his own things. And, you know, I needed to figure that out on my own. Most of my growth and learning has just come like in my 11 years, like just being with my husband. Yeah, I mean, from 20, early 20s to 30, you change a lot, as yeah. you know. Yeah. And then 30, 20, it actually, it never stops, but I just, at least for myself, 20 to 30, I'm like completely different person. Yeah. That's huge learning. And it's amazing that you're able to do that also like in relationship. Well, it seems like your husband's always like giving you freedom and space to do you. That's yeah. That's huge. Yeah. He, he he has actually i will say that um he's given me the space to do me and um he's done him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so i give him that space too and i think maybe that's what it was like from the very beginning of like we didn't try so hard to push our own agendas on people maybe it was an unconscious push but we were never so vocal about it of like well i don't want you talking to other girls or i don't want you like going on like what are you doing x y and z we were very open with each other you know and just had that trust and then i think that things happen in our relationship to where we had to revisit that to be like okay should we have set some boundaries okay. a few more boundaries you know and um I think that's just a part of the learning, though. Like, you know, so it's like either you're going to do it with multiple people or you're going to do it with the same person. It's true. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's forever changing. And I love talking to my friends who have been married like a r really long time. And yeah. she's like, your boundaries just keep changing. Your values will change yeah. as well. And so how do you communicate? Because the thing is, obviously, you guys have really strong communication because yeah. especially if you both like growth, I feel like if you don't communicate it, sometimes you can start growing apart and it's yeah. hard to come back so it's yeah. kind of important to communicate as you're growing so you could do it more together and check in yeah yeah i think that's where we're at now in our relationship so i think that we had a point to where you know the communication was just like non-existent it was really bad you know so it's like the beginning of a relationship you know your early 20s you're good you know everything's fine we're just like let's just live and let live you know like we're just having fun and enjoying each other and then things you know in the middle they start like kind of getting a little bit more complicated after you hit that three-year mark you know four-year mark or whatever it's like okay like what am i doing and then it also becomes a just you just start becoming a little disconnected because you're changing and your way of communicating and the things that you need to make you feel secure in yourself or in your relationship are changing yeah. but you're not communicating those things because you just probably don't know how mm -hmm. um so i think that so yeah that's kind of what like the phase that we went in our relationship was that the communication was just like non-existent and that's when i went to travel ah i see that's when like you know we started kind of like drifting apart okay and i think that coming back that's when we were forced to just like really look really deeply and uh confront some of the you know those issues of like okay we just totally were disconnected not communicating we were on two totally different pages you know of what we wanted in life so now are we going to bring this back can we bring this back ultimately we did with a lot of hard work so we didn't necessarily go to therapy but we read an amazing book that a therapeutic book that i recommend for our all couples and it's called how to get the love you want by mm -hmm. harville 
Ooh, I forgot. But he wrote it with his his wife. Okay, I can't remember. I haven't his name. read that one. Oh, oh it's amazing. Okay. It's an amazing book. It was like a very a therapeutic book, like I said. So like in in the replacement of like I guess couples therapy, we would have maybe went to. We were like we read this book together, and it like kind of transformed our relationship, and it helped us do some really really deep healing individually and and as a couple. I think travel's healing on its own, right? Yeah. Did you do anything else for healing? I mean, getting into meditation definitely has been healing for me because that's just kind of helped me to become more conscious of patterns, unhealthy patterns, negative, you know, thoughts and emotions that have really just kind of like influenced how I interact or whatever. And I think so meditation has helped. While I was traveling, I did like a 10-day meditation retreat in Myanmar, Vipassana med meditation. And so that was definitely like one of a transformative, really deep experience for me. So I still do it to this day. I love Vipassana meditation. So that was very healing. Um, but before that, before that, I mean, I just really got into to just like, I, I hate when people say self-help books mm -hmm. <laughs> because I think of them as spiritual books, books that really connect you to your spirit, which I feel like is the source of all transformation. So that's transformation and healing. So really just being able to look at myself deeply and at these unconscious patterns that, you know, mess not may not have necessarily come from me, but may have just been passed on generationally are a product of my childhood trauma and things like that. That's really what's been healing for me, being able to look at myself, you know, myself, being able to establish that a level of awareness in myself really gave me kind of the tools that I needed to connect with my like my parents and forgive them. I don't think there was any like, I never wrote any letters or anything like that. Yeah, you know, but I think that it it, it opened up a level of acceptance in me of them. You're not going to ever change anybody. So yeah. you either like love and accept them for who they are and keep them in your life or you love and accept them and move away from them. So having that awareness, that really has been the most healing for me. And I just got it from books. I have so many books like, you know, that I just like swear by. One of the most transformational was The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yes. That was one of the first that started my personal growth journey that opened yeah, up everything yeah that's like my book stays on my dresser you know always have a copy of that one oh, that's a great one yeah you're inspiring me to i i used to meditate it's just that you know making it a habit right but i've been very uh mental these last few years and mm -hmm. i think i need to give myself space yeah to be because like i know we always have the chatter but i think there's a lot of resistance and um i need to connect to spirit I did see a post where you said to put phones away. A phone can really like destroy a, a relationship. I feel like if, if two people are not conscious and you're just on it all the time. Yeah. What a difference it makes when we don't have them. Do you ever set intentional time where you guys put away devices? <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, we're, we don't set intentional times, but I think that uh, we are both very aware or like we we kind of like wake ourselves up. We're okay. like, too, like, we have that ability now. Like, so like yesterday, my husband, he's like, man, I just got to log out. I got to log out. I've been strolling on the stupid TikToks and Instagram for 30 minutes. I haven't been able to get anything done. So now we have like our own things that we you'll, do. Like, yeah, okay. like you'll check yourself. We'll check ourselves. <laughs> yes. When we go out and things, I don't think... Um, yeah, I don't think we have to set those in place as much because I think that we're so much more connected and we actually enjoy each other's company now. That's good. We're not trying to escape each other through the phone. That, that is, a, the phone is a totally 
an escape. And the times yeah. in my life where I have felt very disconnected from people in general, I notice I'll whip it out like at a party or something yeah. like that. Because yeah. I feel like I'm not connecting. Yeah. And so it's just so easy to whip out. So I'm like, oh, put it on. Like, just don't connect see? with the strangers on the internet. It's like, <laughs> you can't connect with the people right here. It's easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So one last question. A lot of our listeners are independent women who would like to better the relationships or create the relationship of their dreams. What advice would you give to them? I think my advice is is just you have to do the work yourself on yourself to attract what you want, what you deserve in your life. You have to do the work on yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. Like we get you know, all these messages that how our relationships are supposed to look or a man is supposed to treat you or you're supposed to act, you know, like you got to check all these things off of a list, you know, but really when you get in deep alignment with what you want and who you are, I feel like you're going to attract those things. You're going to manifest them. And I think that if a person is not in alignment with those things, then your spirit's going to reject that, reject that person because that's not who you are. But I think that, you know, if you see like a pattern in your relationships or like, you know, whether or not, you know, they're new relationships or old relationships, you also always have to go back inward to think like, what what's my role in this? Yeah. It can't be everybody else. It can't be the men <laughs> who are just like crappy and this is that. This is tr very you know? true. If there's a, any sort of pattern. Yeah. It's, you it's yeah. probably you like what yeah. yeah what are you doing or subconsciously doing yeah and i mean i definitely don't think it's just like you know to put the blame i just think that everybody's responsible for their own healing yeah. and you know the only way that you're going to know that a man is not healed is if you've done your own healing this is very true you know you attract what you are right yeah when you attract at, it and yeah. you and that's what you want i tell my friends like you know first of all there usually are so many sorry if i'm if the like advice was supposed to be short no no, no <laughs> this is really good advice please <laughs> You know, with my friends, there's just like, you know, yeah, there were like red flags in the beginning and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that was your spirit telling you this is not the person. So, like, why did you keep it going? Yeah. You know, what in you kept you so connected with this person that, you know, that you couldn't be like, okay, like something's kind of like off. And that's okay. That's not you being difficult as a woman. But I do think that, you know, staying aligned with the spirit things, not just like the um, surface level external things, you know, like those are really important because I think that a lot of times, yeah, like I said, we can have a check checklist and they're very just like superficial things. Oh, yeah. But the most important is always like the level of consciousness, the, the work that that man has done to heal. And you know it. You know, does he still have these mommy or daddy issues? Do you still have mommy or daddy issues? Yeah. And you can see, you know, you can see those things. So I just think that, yeah, when you just can connect deeply within yourself, you can see that this partner is too deep in that, you know, they're probably going to hinder your growth rather than help facilitate it. And that's always what you want. Somebody who has that capacity, like we talked earlier, like they have that desire and that awareness and that capacity to grow. And if you don't see that in the beginning, I think that's the biggest thing to know because none of the superficial stuff is gonna like matter. It's always like what's there. That's what's gonna keep you together, you know, or separate you really. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. You gave so many great nuggets. If people would like to reach out to you, where is the best place that they can do that? Yeah, so they can reach out to me on my Instagram. It's just my name, Brittany Gray Yadav. All my links are there for my okay. you know, content marketing company and also my um, nonprofit, Influence Hers. Me and AJ are going to be starting a YouTube channel soon. So excited That's about that. Fun. Yeah. What is it going to be on? It's going to be about our relationship, just us giving advice as entrepreneurs. We're both entrepreneurs yeah. and just, you know, our intercultural relationship and just our life. Like I've realized like that's what people want to see. They just want to see you being you. So that, this is true. You know, I want to see you being you, you know, like so like creating content and just trying to be this certain and build this certain brand and image. I just think like authenticity is just like the most important. So I had to remember that I'm getting back to that. Just be like, yo, I'm just you're just going to get this this me like whatever version makeup, no makeup, yeah. hair, crazy, whatever. Oh, and I, I also wanted to ask more about the influence hers because you did mention before we started recording that you also arrange trips yeah all around the world and like to africa i was like i want to come yeah. so where are some locations that are upcoming that you you plan to take yeah so women? kenya is like one of the main places that's where i started when my journey started when i did that solo trip i ended up in kenya and it's just as like my second home now they say like i'm kenya i'm like that's fine uh <laughs> but um yeah so kenya we'll be doing in the beginning of march have some really exciting partnerships with some organizations there so we'll be doing kenya and also tanzania and also ghana probably towards the end of 2023 so they're service-based trips and we really just focus on like creating these experiences for women who want to influence change and have a positive impact to connect with each other and also just connect with international and we do local events too um, but international communities and just like make contribute meaning meaningfully not just go as a tourist but yeah yeah I would love <laughs> you're that. speaking yes yes <laughs> I would love if you join so yeah they're really open and I mean I just love these trips like you know when women come back they're just like oh my gosh that was like the it's best life changing yeah it's right? life changing and you know I think like sometimes people I don't consider it volunteerism but that can get a bad rep because they say you know these volunteer trips they're you know really about the they're about the people they're not about the community but for me i think that that's just as important you know if you can go and you can have this amazing transformative experience and you can be so filled up that you want to come back and do more good in your job and your work and your community and you you know you have that empowerment yourself and that's just going to be beneficial for everybody around you and also for the communities that we're working with because i'm very intentional about the partnerships that we make i say okay how can we be of service what's going to be the most helpful and most impactful while we're here because we're only here for a limited amount of time yeah. four or five days you know the really important thing is making sure they're sustainable projects mm -hmm. you know so it's like we, we I support even when we're back here and we fundraise and different events to build awareness for you know the projects and things like that so yeah I would love if you came and anybody else out there that comes yes. yeah <laughs> I'm so excited I really well we'll talk more after okay oh, I'm gonna let you go okay awesome <laughs> thanks for coming on thank you for having me Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.